I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. You don't know, could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, doom scroll. All right. Well, earlier today we talked about that uh, biggest lottery payout of all time in California where the person is suing saying that the ticket was stolen and that was a two-point-something billion dollar. They took the cash payout. It was $957 million. Well, we had the $1.3 billion lottery winner, and uh, they have officially, I guess, uh, you know, come to get their money. But – They've got an LLC. They've got lawyers, and they're remaining right. anonymous. So Laza will never get to know who won the $1.3 billion. The winner of that $1.3 billion Mega Millions jackpot has come forward to claim their prize. The winning ticket was bought last month at a gas station in Lebanon, Maine. But we may never know who it was because the winner has chosen to remain anonymous. <laughs> this person claimed the prize through an LLC, chose the cash payment, $723 million, according to a spokesperson. Wow. The winner is thoughtfully considering the best uses of the life-changing prize. Man, I can go public for sure. I want everyone to know. Boom. Nah. I'd, be, I'd be making it rain at the strip club. Nah, there is something to that. I'd be but... buying you guys cars. You guys are definitely getting cars. Big SUVs. I don't care what you want. You're getting Escalades or something like it. I love it. If you want the competitor, if you want a Lincoln Navigator or Infinity, whatever, I'll get it for you. But we're all getting big SUVs, boys. When you get those wheels that, that spin when you're not moving. You know what I'm well, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. We're at the stoplight yeah. and they keep spinning. It's, we I don't mind to be red. They're spinning. You get red ones then. There you go. You get red ones. I will get you ones. I'll get you different colors for each day of the week if you want. If I get $954 million, I'll get you seven different giant SUVs that all have different color spinning wheels so you can decide which one you want to drive that day. That's what I'd do. And I'd go public. You know why? Because I'm generous and I want to know if people need my help. I mean, what am I going to do with a billion dollars? I'll help people. You need cash? I can't. I can no longer You're say to be famous. The guy who comes up to me and says, okay, man, can you help me out? I'm $3 short on the bus fare. I'm like, Pfft. Have $4. That'll be me. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not going to be saying no to people it. anymore. I and love I'll, it. I'll have cash. I never have cash anymore. You know? You have cash like a couple times a month maybe if you buy some drugs and the rest of the time. You never have cash. Well, that's basically I'd have what cash have all now. the time. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if, I, if I want, I'd have cash all the time. Oh, I Wouldn't thought it be you were cool? you'd never have cash. No. That's the only time you have cash is when you buy drugs. Right, I no. Mean, I, if I won the lottery, I'd carry cash all the time so I could be that guy when someone's like, oh, man, my kid's baseball sign up. I forgot. I need 60 mm. bucks. He'd be like, here, dude. Here's 60. Take it. I've got you. Yeah, I definitely go public. Alec Murdaugh, he uh, is on trial for murdering his wife and son, mm-hmm. and he took the stand today. Usually, lawyers will tell their clients not to take the stand in their own defense, especially for something like a you know capital murder charge. But he is a lawyer himself from a very prestigious 
uh, lineage sure. of lawyers in South Carolina. And I guess, you know, he and his lawyers must have decided this was the best course of action. So he took the stand. Mr. Murdoch, on June 7th, 2021, did you take this gun or any gun like it and shoot your son, Paul, in the chest in the feed room at your property off Moselle Road? No, I did not. And what do they expect? Like, did you take this one? Wait, gun? that's what we're talking about? Oh, I did that. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. No, I thought you, this. Could you speak up that I do what now? What was the next one? Oh, my wife? Nope, nope, didn't mm-hmm. kill her either. Mr. Murdoch, did you take this gun or any gun like it and blow your son's brains out on June 7th Jesus. or any day or any time? No, I did not. So what the strategy seems to be is we're yeah. going to show you how ridiculous it would be for Blow a father to, to kill his son. Because Paul, when they found him, his head Blow was basically his, brains out. his head was basically gone. No. R- right. It's like, did you kill him? No. They did you blow his out. brains out? Not no. Out. No, no, no. I mean, away, I would say. I pref- away. I blew him away. Uh, it seems that, that that's their, their strategy. Is we'll, We're going to talk about how gruesome this crime is to try and create reasonable doubt in the jurors' minds that a parent could inflict such damage to their own loved mm-hmm. ones, right? Yeah. Is it going to work? I don't know. Look, man, the guy looks like pretty pretty damn guilty. The Netflix documentary isn't helping. By the way, at the end of the Netflix documentary, the way it ends, and this is not a spoiler or anything, it's just a little thing at the end, you hear the phone ringing in prison. You know, this is a call from an inmate at whatever. And I thought, oh, is Alec Murdoch going to do an interview for this? But it's not. It's a call with him, and I think it's probably Buster. And they're like, hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's all right. And he says, listen, is... Uh, have you heard anything? Is Netflix doing something about this whole thing? And that's how they end it, because I guess okay. he must have heard that they were you know, doing this Got documentary. It. Which, by the way, there's been Netflix. There was the Discovery documentary, which I think might have come out first. There was the HBO one, which I, I get them all confused now. Lazo, you never watched any of them, right? You didn't watch the I HBO watch one? I not any of them. Snow did you? I have not. It's so weird. You know, it's like my, my girlfriend keeps talking about how you know we love true crime. Why am I not more interested in the story? I am interested, but it's almost like it's too much. And it's, you know what I mean? With the Idaho thing, it was like, who did it? Right. Right. You had this right. kind of mystery. Then it's like, all right, who is this guy? Why did he do it? Uh, how long was he stalking his victims? That sort of thing. With this, it seems pretty cut and dry that he killed his wife and uh, son. He just said he but, didn't. I know. He said he didn't. Ooh, Sorry. Yeah. Seems to me like, like. You don't even seems, listen. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right. He I asked him. I'm bad at comprehension. Oath. I have a comprehension He said, did problem. you do that? And he said, no. Right. Well, so, then, what more do you want? Right. I mean, you can't. You're right. You're right. He, obviously, he didn't. But his life was falling apart around him, it would seem. And if you've been like a lot of people and said, I don't know, I know a little bit about the story too much, I will say the Netflix documentary pretty much sums all of it up, and it does a good job. It doesn't feel like it's very long at all. It's only all right. a few episodes. I'll watch it. Another unruly passenger on an airplane, this time American Airlines, and it was a woman, and she gets drunk. Now, we've all known people or we are people who have bad drunk alter egos we've done things when we're drunk that we're not proud of Um, maybe they even give you an alter ego nickname but what you don't want to be is the drunk person who is taking a short flight and you stand up in the middle of the row start screaming and shouting and then trying to break into the cockpit now i mean Mm -hmm. i saw images of this woman that's not what you want she doesn't look like the type who you would expect when you get on the plane, like, this woman might try and beat that door down. Although over the course of the last couple of years with all the Karen videos, yeah, true. maybe we should start thinking like right. that more. Like, if anyone's going to make us divert, it's going to be this white lady who just got on the plane yeah. and she's had a couple drinks. But the thing is, she's trying to bust into the cockpit, which means when they call the police on the ground, they're like, hey, not only is she unruly, 
She's trying to get into the cockpit, which means that when we land, the FBI has to arrest her immediately. This morning, the FBI investigating an unruly passenger who allegedly tried getting into the cockpit mid-flight. Subject is currently loose in the cabin, loose in the cabin, and tries to breach the cockpit, being somewhat restrained by the flight crew and other passengers. As soon as that lands, we need to get in the plane and restrain. Think about all the times you've woken up the next day and gone, oh, man, what did I do yesterday? You spent way too much money buying 100 pizzas from Domino's for everybody. You bought a $300 jersey at the stadium on a whim when you're totally broke. You have pictures of people that you don't remember meeting the day before. But what you don't want is to wake up in FBI custody. No. And you say, what happened? And they're like, you tried to get into the cockpit of an airplane, ma'am. I assume that means... She's going to be on her no-fly list? I thought it was in the toilet. <laughs> right. That's what you got to say, right? I mean, I don't know what we'll she was screaming up there. I get real scared sometimes. I had diarrhea. Also, okay, so you get drunk. What do you think is, was going through her head that made her want to get in the cockpit? Was she paranoid that something was going was on? Did she think it was, it was just that? Mine say, like, I, if I, that would have happened to me, I'd be like, well, I know what happened. Yeah, I guess it just depends if they have audio and video of what she was saying. Horrible. FBI custody. Did you ever see that thing that I think it was on Vice where they did, uh, you know, party stories and it, it was celebrities, each one. And they would animate these celebrities, rock stars, oh, stars talking about, you know, crazy. I, I, would like I think you would oh, like the it. Mike Judge one. Uh, was it Mike Judge? No, no, no. Mike Judge thing was about old country music okay. stars. Yeah. No, well, this he, he did like funk, too, though. He did funk, yeah. too. Yeah. No, this was separate. This was on Vice. I think that was on Cinemax, what you're talking about. Okay. This was on Vice. I remember one with Chris Pontius. He said that he was, I think he was filming Wild Boys in Australia with Steve-O. They got, in, they got drunk. They got in some sort of trouble. And he woke up in a jail cell. And when he wakes up, he calls the guard over. He's like, you know, hey. And he's like, you know, what, what happened? And the guard's like, you don't know what you did, Mike? And he's like, no. He's like, oh. And the guard tells him, you're in trouble, big, big trouble, because you got drunk last night and started fondling 14-year-old girls. No. And he's like, oh, my God. And then the, the uh, warden or the, the jail cell guy is like, uh, just kidding. You just got public drunkenness. We're getting ready to let you go. <laughs> that, can you imagine? Oh you wake up that? Talk about the worst feeling and then the best feeling right, yeah. all at once. Uh, after school, Satan Club. I know. Wait, uh, what's the best feeling and what's the worst feeling? The worst feeling is when they say you did. The best, I want to make sure you clarify that the best feeling is when you realize you would never do such a thing, even your alter ego. Uh, the after school Satan Club. When I was a kid, you had the after school chess club, after school pray around the flag club. We had some club that was numbers. I think it was three, pray two, one, or one. Yeah, we had a pray around the flag. We're going to pray, pray around, the, around flag. the flag. Yeah, they would do pray around the flag. We're going to pray around the flag today. We did that when? After school. You know, come pray At around the school? flag. If you were a Christian kid, you could go pray around the flag. It was, and like it might how have been, long did it take? I never went. I don't know. And what did you pray for? I don't know. Like the flag or like the United States? I think they prayed for the country, probably. Yeah, probably something like that. I didn't know a lot about Christian nationalism at the time, or I might have been a little more concerned. But we had those Christian clubs. And you know, the Church of Satan, um, they probably aren't a big fan of these Christian clubs being associated with public schools. So they've started an after school Satan club. Mm -hmm. And some parents in Pennsylvania found out. Now, the crazy thing is, in the local news report up there, the woman who is the most angry, she wrote a letter, she contacted the local news. 
Her kid doesn't even go to public school. Her kid goes to a private school, but she's like, well, I'm just worried for the people who can't afford private schools. It's always you're worried for somebody yeah. else. Marjorie Cologne tells us she couldn't believe it when she heard After School Satan Club had been approved at Saucon <laughs> Valley Middle School. And I thought that it was satire. I thought that it was a joke. But we talked with the national campaign director at the Satanic Temple. She says it's anything but a joke. We are ran by the Satanic Temple, and we are, um, you know, the club is brought to you by uh, your local friendly, self-identified, non-theistic Satanist. June Everett says the Satanic Temple doesn't believe in the same Satan that Christians do. Although the Christian majority in this country uh, does believe that Satan is a different symbol to us, we do not view Satan as evil. We do not view Satan as as trying to you know wreak havoc on communities and do do terrible things. If we don't Satan speak up good. for Satan this type of <laughs> outlandish disregard to those of us who do have Judeo-Christian values, then what is it going to stop? I am so sick of hearing that. Mm. It's constant. You can't go one day without someone saying, this country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. What about our Judeo-Christian values? What about your Judeo-Christian values? Which one are you, by the way? And how are those two things the same anyway? They're not even the same. (laughs) You don't mean the first part. Right, you don't mean the first part. You only added that because of World War II, and you're like, (laughs) okay, we better not... You know, cut the right. Jews out because that'd be bad. Just, just stop. And, and how can you, when she said, "I thought it was parody" or whatever she said, satire, satire. It is, ma'am. Yeah, it is. I, right. I, I it mean, is. you were right. right. I, I don't know if you followed through. Yes, they are doing this. <laughs> They're doing it to expose you, and you just exposed yourself. Right. You course. are exactly what they want people to be made aware of. And your kid doesn't even go to public school. That's what Lazo talks about all the time. Yeah. It's never you. You're never, never hurt. It's oh, you're worried about someone else being censored. Should we? They, people can't say these words, right? It'll hurt them. It'll hurt, not me. Not me. I mean, I, I can handle it. it might hurt somebody Snow else. There's fragile little heart, <laughs> right? Mm. That might explode. What about the mm-hmm. What about the two year olds? Yeah. They They're starting to talk. This could ruin them. And Lazo, I meant to tell you about this. I I mentioned it, but I never gave you the story because I know you're interested. The cure for HIV. How long has it been now? Forty some years. I okay. mean, when. when when was the, did they call it the AIDS panic in the 80s? What did they call it? When Reagan, you know, was saying not to worry and they were calling it gay cancer and all those things right. and they thought it was contagious if you got close to someone. That was probably mid to late 80s. I know I watched that HBO show with Mark Ruffalo about it, but it's been a while. But they've obviously come a long way with treatments and we now have meds that can not only keep you alive, but they have meds that can help prevent you from uh, transmitting it, prevent you from catching it. And also they... So June 5th, 1981, the U.S. Center for 81. Disease Control publishes an article describes a case of a rare lung infection. That's so where it starts. 42 years it's been, right? And now they... I mean, I really think they might have a cure. They've cured now the fifth person with HIV with this stem cell treatment that's still experimental. Researchers say a fifth person has been cured of HIV after a high-risk stem cell transplant. The findings were published in the journal Nature after a 53-year-old man in Germany showed no detectable virus in his body after stopping his HIV medications for more than four years. It's worth noting that this patient Mm. joins a small group of people who have been said to be cured of HIV under extreme circumstances. By the way, imagine being the guy who has HIV, you're in your 50s, you're in Germany, you've got access to health. Healthcare. We have meds now, like I said, that can keep you alive and, and keep your viral count so low, oftentimes it can't even be detected. Mm-hmm. So you know that you have access to that. And someone says, we really want to try this experimental thing, but it means you're going to have to get off your meds completely. And that person says, I'll do it. I got to think, and maybe it's 
glass half full. Right. But I don't think that was a selfish act on his part. I I like to think that that person, those people yeah, who did that, sure. said, "I'm going to do it. I'll do it." If this could cure right. people of HIV, and I think sure. that's a a heroic thing in Absolutely a way. Absolutely, it is. That, that we should be you know thankful that people like that exist because I don't know if I would do it if I was HIV positive. And my meds were keeping me healthy, and I had access to that. They said, all right, Lazo, you know, I know you're healthy and all because you got your meds. But when I take you off the meds, sure. <laughs> take me off the meds. Yeah. We want to take well, some right, off Lazo, the meds. Will you take some it's off the meds? Like, of course I will. It's Lazo's decision. <laughs> the Church Shot Lazo. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.